0: Welcome back to the Hour Time Podcast, the show by Watch Geeks for Watch Geeks. I'm Victor Marks, and I'm Nicholas D'Aglio. Woo! All right, so Nick, what's what's the news? You said there was good news in the world of watches. Well,
1: there was there was some news in the world of watches. This is not exactly good news, but I did see. I was browsing Reddit, you know, as you guys do. You know, I've subscribed to a million Reddit's or subreddits. You know, not really paying too much attention to what I've subscribed to, uh, but there was a post that was a uh, Big news on the Rep Time subreddit, which is a subreddit for watch replica enthusiasts. Uh, you know, God bless them. Uh, apparently, one of the big factories in China was raided by the authorities called ZF. Uh, that probably doesn't mean anything to most people, but that was a factory. My understanding is that it, it specialized in Tudor and certain IWC replicas. Uh I don't own any of these things uh I don't really know much of that world, but like I said, I subscribed to the sub because it seemed casually interesting uh but it is my understanding that this sort of thing happens all the time, uh especially around the lunar new year as some author you know some local police guy kinda wants to prove himself and climb up the uh the uh, uh totem pole of hierarchy there and kind of you know throws his weight around and shuts down facts so this happens every now and then. My uh, assumption and the the thing that folks were saying was that "Eh, in a couple of weeks, this will all blow over and everything will be more or less back to normal. Uh, But again, as as listeners know, I am new to the watch world. I'm only about a year into this uh, and to see news that like one of the more prominent factories – uh, raided by police was you know i'm not making a judgment call it is newsworthy newsworthy does not imply a moral uh
0: you know yeah support or not support it's talking yeah. about the events itself. it is
1: an event in the news. i did actually reach out to the chinese uh, ministry of foreign affairs and i reached out to the chinese uh, horology association for comment i have not heard back i'm a little surprised that the chinese ministry of foreign affairs didn't deign it uh appropriate to respond to a watch blogger but yeah, yeah. we have Rist to request watch that <laughs> we'll see what happens I, I i would love it if they do respond and and uh offer some clarity because that's the other thing it's like it's a little bit like unknown exactly what's happening it's like rumor and like innuendo on all these kind of like, yeah. crazy watch so, up. Like, who knows what it's it's kind of like wild westy and kind of underground uh it a little it reminds me a little bit of the uh, that Silk Road website, all the, kind of like the dark net. Oh, this oh is no, like don't
0: this, don't do that. <laughs> this is no. not
1: this is not a uh, above he, board stuff. So everyone you like talks the intrigue kind
0: of the news, news right? You like the
1: intrigue yeah. part. Yeah, it is. It is. So, it is interest. It is the industry, and it is let, happening. It, let me
0: add it, this. So the uh, the the factory raids are less common, right? That's that doesn't happen all the time. What does happen a lot is the websites get taken over and you'll, you'll get that nice, uh, customs and border patrol FBI symbol I on the okay. website. And then it takes them a few days or a week or whatever, and they move to a new website and, and kind of thing. But having a factory raid is, is actually big, exciting kind of intrigue. You know, that's, that's the news.
1: Okay. Interesting. It. Yeah. yeah no there the folks were you know the reactions i saw were sort of a mix between people you know the you know this the the world is the world is ending this is terrible our our fun little thing is over you know that on one side well, to the other side of like yeah this will give it a, give it a couple of weeks and this will kind of blow over i have no idea i'm just reporting what i was reading on
0: sure that. sure and and the effect for them for those people is that You know that that one supplier makes the best version of whatever, like you said, uh, Tudor and IWC, I think, and so they will have snapped up all of those models for now, just so that they they have them because it's going to go unavailable, kind of thing. Yeah, and 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 I was
1: I was sort of thinking, you know, this sort of gets into. Uh, I guess capitalism and like labor and like, well, though some of those people, you know, it employs workers, people were working there. That was presumably how they made their living. What do they do now? I have no idea. This is obviously well beyond uh, my level of expertise, but it is, it is interesting, you know, these sort of like underground markets. And this is any good, you know, this is, this could be watches, this could be sandbags, this could be, yeah, whatever. Pick, pick a, pick a commodity and people are making does it.
0: Does it say something about me that I went straight to handbags and you went to sneakers?
1: <laughs> I've, I've, like I think I said, I got into sneakers over the past Whoops. couple months. <laughs> uh, yeah, too many expensive toys. I'm like, Good, to yeah. Know. This is what so, happens when you get
0: slightly older. Speaking of expensive of- toys, though, you want to, you want to talk about the Moser?
1: Yeah, no. This is, uh this was the first repeater that I covered for the site. And again, I've only been contributing to the site for, uh eh, let's call it three months. I don't know, something like that. Uh, Moser, a a company I've not—you don't really see on, you know, the watches subreddit or like the regular uh, parts of Instagram. And why Uh, is that? uh, uh, My assumption is that they are uh, very expensive, and so folks don't really get to show them off. It's not exactly a a turtle or an (laughs) SKX or even like a you know like a Seamaster or whatever. These these are, uh, you know, I would expect you know, athletes and, you know, Formula One drivers to like be wearing this thing, not, hey, not guys wise. who work at like, you know.
0: <laughs> I had a Moser on my wrist for for a few months.
1: How was it? Wow. You should be.
0: <laughs> it was fantastic.
1: No, it, it looks, this is, this was the, just to give folks the name, this is the Endeavor. It's a repeater. Uh, I believe it's out now. They're only making like, what was it? Uh, 20 of them. They're, they're, this is basically. Uh, tell, tell the folks the price uh it is what was the price it is
0: 130000 swiss francs
1: which is right now around 370000 us dollars so this is not exactly an iphone uh this is something intended for uh you know, a different, uh, a different kind of person, I guess you could say, but it is, I mean, it is beautiful. We do have a YouTube video embedded in the post. It is gorgeous. Like it, you know, in, in the same way that you would pay, you would expect to pay millions for like a Rembrandt or something. This is a work of art. This goes well beyond, you know, the Seiko 5KX or, or whatever we've discussed uh, on previous episodes. This is, this is, uh, this is what honestly, and this is what one of John's kind of like big, uh, you know, Points is people can do this. People make this, and that's incredible. And that should be that should
0: be you know talked about. I guess. So so here's the thing, right? We talk a lot about the value proposition. You know what what makes something worth that much, or what what, even when we're talking about like you know an Omega or a Sub or whatever, what makes something worth multiple thousands of dollars versus five hundred dollars, especially when they carry the same movement more or less, right? you know you can pay 3000 4000 for a tutor that had an eta movement you could pay 500 for a, a squala that had an eta movement what is the difference and and so when we talk about something that costs 330000 swiss francs yeah the the things that we need to talk about are what makes a moser special and and you notice that on the dial there's no branding at all
1: True. It is. It is they clean don't sign as a whistle. the dial.
0: The dial is simply their their very beautifully fumé finished colored dial. The in, instead of showing off the complication, instead of showing off all of the mechanism, they simply show off the minute repeater mechanism on the dial right. and the hands. There's not even minute markings. You don't need second and minute hand markings because when you avoid a three hundred thirty thousand uh, dollars, three hundred seventy three thousand dollar watch. Knowing the exact minute may be less important. People adjust to your time, I would think. Yes, I was going
1: to say you probably don't have a schedule that you're you're sticking to. You make your own schedule at that at that point.
0: So it's a fantastically beautiful watch. The cases on these motors are are finished precisely within an inch of their life. Like all the lines are precise. There's not one that looks like it might have been over polished or under polished. There's there's just simply nothing to critique about them the only critique that i ever heard when i wore it was simply where are the minute markers how do you know what time it is and and right, you know that's, is, that's a a lesser complaint that's a, a plebeian kind of complaint uh yeah I, I i know exactly what you're saying it's like you're you're kind of missing I'm teasing the a little bit but but it's it's a fantastic watch now the one that i was wearing was a paltry 20 to thirty thousand dollars
1: Oh man, how do you
0: <laughs> Why do you even bother? Jeez. Oh, well, it had a leather strap and the leather was exceedingly comfortable. I should hope. It was it was brilliant. It really yeah. was.
1: No, like I I it's I would encourage folks to to go to the site and check it out. It is uh, I believe uh, I wrote the post. It's a quick little thing. I called it a work of art. I really don't know what what other words or phrases to use. Uh, it should. It feels like it should be in a museum and not on some random watch
0: blog or whatever. <laughs> the, the difficulty is right. It's a beautiful thing, and and yet it's a, a an object for wearing. And how do you describe so that someone understands what this thing is? Well, I mean, it's it's a beautifully rendered dial. The hands are marvelously shaped. The minute repeater uh, hammers that that sound the um, the the minute repeater gong. Curve beautifully around the inside of the out of the the thing just under the crystal, right? They they curve around the perimeter of the thing. Um, it, it, it's elegance, and you have to want to appreciate elegance. Is I think what's behind it.
1: Yes, it, it is. It is. You know, I'm kind of tongue-tied here. It it, it is it is quite nice. Uh, it you know, if if you are listening and you can't afford it, uh, please uh, you know send in a, a wrist shot. I would love to see it.
0: <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll send you my Instagram post that I put on it a while back. It was it was not fun, not bad yes. at all.
1: yeah, yeah. Speaking of Instagram, I just wanted a, a quick plug. We we are trying to do a little bit more of the social media stuff here at Wristwatch Review. Uh, it's not easy. We're all very tired and getting older, uh, but we are giving it another go. Uh, I'm doing some of the Instagram stuff. It's not perfect, uh, but you know, I think the account had laid dormant for uh, maybe a year or two. Uh, no. We picked no. it up again. We're trying. So right. I encourage you to check out the uh, Instagram account. It's just, uh, I believe it's just wristwatch review on Instagram. If you're listening, get like and subscribe and all, all that type of stuff. So,
0: Yeah. What what watch have you been – did you get your Royal Oak? Did you get your Cassiope in yet? My Cassiope should be delivered tomorrow. Oh, brutal. Very okay. annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what else is going on in watch stuff? I mean we talked about the the Granville that I've got on my wrist, which is admittedly fantastic. As I've been sitting here, this is how great that toolless bracelet is. As I've been sitting here with you, as we've been talking about other stuff, I adjusted the bracelet now you're now you're just bragging i am but it, that's how fantastic this thing is is that i adjusted the bracelet while we were sitting here talking and it wears so nicely it's brilliant i, I like it i like the way the light catches the hands on it the dial color is fantastic that's no good. it's it, it's good
1: yeah how how long do you have uh is that another month or so you got with it May, maybe yeah give or take yeah that's that's another you know slightly inside baseball to the listeners, uh you know a lot of these watches we get on loan, uh you know they get sent back to the company. We had them for roughly a month. Uh, it's no different than the gadget world, as I explained in previous episodes. I my background is in technologies and gadgets, and anytime you see you know a big site you know review the latest iPhone or the Samsung Galaxy, those are on loan. The guys don't get to keep it. It's not like some some big uh you know conspiracy it is on loan with the company lawyers look at the paperwork uh and it gets sent back in you know a, a month. We, we don't we don't got no stinking lawyers for this yeah no but just so folks know it's like, it's not and like we're sitting here collecting I want
0: to <laughs> make it even more clear like so frequently there are no agreements right we don't we don't sometimes we get loan letters that we have to sign and and it says you return this within an x amount of time or else you pay yes. retail yes and sometimes more frequently It's just arranged out of an agreement, an email where I would like to review this. Can you send it? Yes, I can send it. Great. Will you pay for a return label to send it back? Yes, I'll pay for a return label to send it back. That's all that it takes to arrange a watch review. There's nothing more formal than that. And so, you know, when we talk to a, a watch brand, a watch company and say, we would like to review this. Can you send one? And they say, yes, that's it. That's all there is to it. And we send it back.
1: Yeah, no That's and, and that is a real change from uh you know year i I can't speak to the watch world but like in the in the in the gadget world it, w- it was way more formal i think with the rise of influencers and YouTube and Instagram and, and kind of the democratization if you will of uh, of media and criticism and all this kind of fun stuff brand the smart brands uh, are are way more accessible uh than they were you know in yeah. the earlier part of my career
0: well and it also comes down to who's running their PR agency as well but we, we've we seen a lot of great things, right? We've seen – so there's this this Zodiac Granville. There's the uh, the Moser that you were talking about. Um, what else have we got in? Let's see. we got a, a Santo, which I don't even know if I'm pronouncing correctly. Shanto, Santo. Yes, I don't know. Uh, there was a cool Arab – what was the the one Patrick looked at? Yeah, the, uh, Patrick looked at Shanto, and I've got one here to look at too. Um, oh, he had one earlier in the week. I'm, I'm scrolling in real time.
1: Uh, the Undone Arabian Nights. This was cool. Ah, the Undone. Uh, this, yeah, okay, we published that uh, so, two days ago, I guess. Undone got,
0: is a weird story, man. Do you know undone story?
1: I don't know. Tell, tell, tell the listeners and myself as well.
0: Okay, so like like the other week when we were talking about uh, the the Narius watch, where it's uh, a person who had a business doing something and then grew it into the bigger thing of watchmaking. Like he was a a, a strap seller, a strap maker who then grew it into making a watch. And that was his first watch. So Undone is also similarly started out initially, um, before he did Undone, he was doing bracelet repair and he would refurbish vintage bracelets and things like that, then became this watchmaker. And his thing has always been that Undone makes customizable watches. You can have him put your logo on the dial. You can have him put your logo on the case back. You can do all kinds of things with it, pick your own colors, the whole thing. And so the Arabian Night's Watch is intriguing because you get a dial that's got this almost sparkly starlight kind of quality to it. Yes. And the Arabic numerals are a thing that vintage Rolex would have done and still does to this day, actually. And, and so he's sort of taking that, that look and feel and style without actually being a straight copy. That's what we call homage. He's, he's paying honor to that idea of that design.
1: Yeah no, I uh, here's another one. I would encourage folks to go to the site to check it out. It is uh, quite, a, quite a unique dial. I don't know that I've seen you know this uh, I haven't seen this go color for back,
0: sure Well, go back through our archives and look for Solas because Solas did a dial where they embedded little bits of chipped glass into the dial to catch the light, and it's just incredible. Okay, yeah um, the, the thing that I have to comment really about Patrick's review of this Arabian dial is, is that he totally failed to refer to the Disney movie Aladdin. Did he really? I just skipped. There's no ref- Arabian Nights, like Arabian Days, are hotter it, than hot. It 100% looks like the same in a Genesis lot of ways. And Aladdin. he totally missed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, fi- I mean, did he not see the movie? I don't <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did he not see the Will Smith remake? <laughs> oh, geez, better. Maybe he only saw the Will Smith remake. That would actually be pretty funny. Oh, yeah,
1: no, this is another cool kind of this. And this is another thing that I, I, you know, I, again, I I won't belabor the point, but relative noob to this world, I was not familiar with the world of micro brands, all the kind of cool stuff that's going on, you know, other than, you know, the, the big guys, Omegas and Rolexes and Seiko, there's like a whole world of like, really interesting stuff that I had no idea was happening. And this is this is exhibit A of that.
0: This yeah, is a really so, interesting looking – So one of the things that I struggle with is what is a fashion watch versus what is a quote-unquote real watch? Sure. I have seen that debate. What is what is your take? I, I don't have a good one. Um, The, the problem is – so we could say for sure Daniel Wellington, right? Sure. Quartz, minimalist dial, Bauhaus kind of style, influenced Style. Yes, dial. exactly. Yeah. They didn't originate that style. There are a million just like it. It's a fashion watch.
1: Yes, I think that's fair to say. And I, think, I don't think anyone's feelings would be hurt
0: if you said that. I, right. I should hope At least not. of all theirs, right? Yeah, MVP, at least of all theirs. <laughs> and MVMT, right? They, they started out and ran as an independent business and then got bought. They were similarly kind of a fashion watch. Um, anything that you might find in a mall counter, Michael Kors, right? Sure. Uh, Movado to a lesser extent. Is is going to be a a fashion watch kind of? Although some of those Movados are not terrible, um, but but within these micro brands, there are things that are totally uh, borderline, like the like the Grandville that I keep coming back to because I again adjusted the bracelet. while we've been talking, yes, you know the 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 straight end links. Some people look at that and go, "Oh, it's quartz and it's got straight end links. It must just be a fashion watch."
1: I wouldn't. That that is not the the phrase how, that would come to
0: mind. How do you distinguish? Undone, where everything is about the look and the and uh, down to customizing the dial colors and everything else, and customizing the case colors, is that a fashion watch because it's trying to be fashionable, right? Is it playing with I, your fashion sense?
1: Maybe, maybe inherent in the term fashion watch, you have to think about like scale or distribution. Like no one is going to accidentally come across uh, this undone Arabian Nights. Like I find that very hard to believe that someone would just stumble upon that. You have to be a watch aficionado. You have to be into watches to find that
0: so i i bought this uh zodiac granville thing and i i know i was sent the zodiac granville for for review let's be accurate and and it arrived with a dead battery which tells you immediately why john's not going to like it sure because that would be quartz and why would you want a quartz watch right we appreciate all things mechanical with the soul of the gears and the sure, craftsmanship yeah. of days gone by and things like that. And there's a lot of romance there. But Zodiac is a Swiss company, and they stuck a Swiss quartz movement in this thing. It's 40 millimeters. Lug-to-lug length is 46 millimeters. It's a 10 millimeter thin watch. So it's it's a very nicely proportioned watch. Right. And I showed it to you, and your immediate reaction was what?
1: Uh, I, I would like exclaimed. I was like, ooh, I like that. It's very nice.
0: Yeah, so right away the immediate the, the the gut reaction is that's very nice. And it's a, a blue dial stainless steel on stainless bracelet. The bracelet is incredible.
1: It looks it also looks very nice just from judging from the pictures on their site.
0: Well now, it's it's got straight end links. They're not machined end links. They're not they're not machined to fit the case or anything like that. And so it's um it's it's very very classic in that respect, but the bracelet does something very interesting. It's, it's a typical oyster bracelet kind of construction, right? Three links cross. Right. Okay. One of them folds and it, it rotates out of the way so that you can then remove the link. It's completely able to be adjusted, remove, add links without any tools at all.
1: Oh, that's, that is uh super, I, one of the reasons why I don't, I don't love bracelets usually. I, I'm not like a, a NATO guy. I don't really have. Well, any.
0: you're wrong. Uh, bracelets are awesome, but go on.
1: Bracelets are just a hassle. Like I, I, I know you do it once and you're done, but like uh, I, I don't know. I, I haven't, I haven't put too much thought to that argument, but like they're, they're a little bit fussy for my taste.
0: Yeah, and and the worst problem is that so there are different ways of doing bracelets, right? There's the, the classic. I'm just gonna stick a split pin in there and you have to force it out, and that's kind of garbage. Like that's the cheapest way you can make a bracelet. The next one is the screw link, which is great, except that you get people who make really bad ones with bad screw heads or bad threads, or they come loose or they don't stay tight, or all the different things that can go wrong there. Or even yeah. they're perfectly made, and some jerk with a bad screwdriver comes and marks up the side of your bracelet.
1: That's what happened. I had the Oris, uh their diver that just came out uh, a month or two ago with their new in-house movement. It had the screw threads. Uh, they were not easy to remove. Let me tell you. They, I don't know if they used glue or some sort of co- you know compound there, but they were real, a real number to remove. Let me tell you.
0: Yeah, and the the worst possible one is what's called pin and tube, where there's a a tube that goes inside the um, the the bracelet, and then a pin that pushes against that and compresses inside the whole of the actual link. And so now you've got like, uh, four extra parts to deal with. And if you've got a bracelet that's got multiple links, then the multiple links across the bracelet, then you've got like six extra parts to deal with. And it's yeah. just a nightmare. Yeah. You know, it, it, it works very well in terms of a bracelet that fits and doesn't come apart easily, but, but uh, is just kind of nightmarish to deal with. Now, so do you this. leave
1: your bracelet? One of the first times I went to the jewelry store to get my bracelet resized, I, I typically wear them quite tight on my wrist. Oh, God, no. uh, Which, as I've explained in the past, I have kind of small wrists. So, you know, they remove basically a million links. Uh, do you, do you like it a little jangly? Do you like it tight on there? What is your, uh, what's your, I,
0: preference I like a finger's width of extra room in there. You know, if you were wow. tied. Yes.
1: That's, in, that's insane
0: to me. <laughs> that's jangly. And I like it that way because in the summertime, if I'm, if I'm doing any kind of activity at all, my wrist swells up a little bit. Sure. And then, and then fills that gap more or less. And so I like it being able to be a little bit loose and then comfortable anything that's too tight just feels restrictive and and uncomfortable and and there's a story i have about why i won't wear a, a watch too tight or even snug um that i'll tell you sometime when we're not on the microphone
1: oh wow okay yeah no that sounds that sounds like you're a crazy person to be honest like have a jangle i mean
0: I, not 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 like, not like, it, not, like it, not like ridiculous just a, just a finger's width that's not much uh i mean okay i guess <laughs> i don't know i'm i'm confused and <laughs> You're dazed is what you are.
1: Yeah. No, and no. You- I, I, I needed a little tidied. The, the, the guy at the jewelry store was like, are you sure? And I was like, sir, who is the paying customer here? Let's go.
0: Yes, I, but like- but let, me, let me ask you something. When the guy who is at the jewelry store, who does this all the time, yeah. says to you, are you sure? That is a moment to reflect. That's a moment to step back and say, this person who does this every day is asking me if I'm stupid. Usually I would agree with you, but for whatever reason, in that
1: moment in time, I was like, bro, let's just let's just do it here. But yeah, usually I do t- I do defer to people's expertise. Yeah, that guy does it all day, every day. I'm sure he sees knuckleheads like me walk in every day and is like, kid, you, you can't have it. This. Yeah, well, so far, yeah, I, I, jangly is not a. Okay,
0: okay. So do you adjust anyway, bracelets on your own now?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah. And I, I, well, I try not to, (laughs) I try try to avoid uh, bracelets, but yes, when I get them in, I do adjust them on my own. Very good. This has been the Hour Time Show. Uh, Thank you for listening. John Biggs, who could not be here this episode, sends his regards. Uh, But my name is Nicholas DeLeon. I'm Victor Marks. Tune in next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.